From the southernmost point of Dorne to the lands of always winter, what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east, but no shadows from Mordor today because we are going to be talking about Westeros, maybe the Lessos, maybe all of the land. We are having a lot of fun here today, getting ready, getting hyped, because season one, episode one, of House of the Dragon is going to be here shortly. By shortly, I mean this coming Sunday. I'm Ken Napsok. That is Alden Diaz. Hello, Alden. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, and welcome to the TV storm. We had She-Hulk starting today, House of the Dragons coming up, and we are not stopping from this point on, everybody. Get ready. It's we a new are- era. We are we are not stopping. Indeed, people are in here, and yeah, uh, I'll, I'll address this right now. There, there sometimes seems to be a, a, an issue with my mic. It actually is nothing here on this end. Did some research. It actually looks like on Streamyard. So pretty soon we'll just be going moving everything over to OBS, uh, like I do all my other shows here. But then you can't bring in comments like this. All then you can't go. Hey, Tom, we're back. It says. Did you guys see the new promo? I did. 45-second TV spot, Alden. Did you uh, mm-hmm. Did you see that? I actually didn't. I saw the 45-second uh, Rings of Power one that came out because mm. now we're just being so inundated that it's yes. hard to keep up with 100% of both. But I will check this out. Yeah, as Bill Bro Bagginson says, I wish you good fortune in the content wars to come. A lot of people check it in here. Christy McGee is here. A known witch, crafted Jedi, a trade T, and of course, Ranger Donald. Seven blessings to you, Mr. Donald here. Will McClain starts us off with a powerful question. Will the HBO Max app crash? Wonder what the odds are. It definitely, <laughs> you know, that's always a, it's always a thing. And it used to be a thing back in the day. Remember when, 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 when like HBO Go or HBO Now started showing up, Alden? Like, I, I didn't make that, like, direct TV switch to the app. And Game of Thrones, one night, I was at my friend Matt Key and um, his eventual wife, Brittany Wallach. Uh, we were, I was at their house, and we were trying to watch. And I even think Mercer and Marisha were there, too. And, like, it wouldn't click on. <laughs> like, the app, <laughs> nothing. A room full of people no. saying, but what now? <laughs> What do we do? Uh, yeah, what do we do? I remember that happening. I, I don't think I ever experienced it with HBO, but I definitely experienced it the first day of Disney Plus because you had every Star Wars fan in the world wondering oh, yeah. what they were about to see. And when that it was would an drop. interesting one. Yeah, yeah. When it it would wouldn't drop. work on yeah. one device, but it worked on mobile. <laughs> I, I ended up watching the Mandalorian pilot. Yeah. Which I was already, I was, you know, I was blessed to have already seen it at a screening, mm. but I saw the day of release on my iPhone at work, which I've... is just a disrespect. But what could you yeah, do? it was it was an interesting one. But as for HBO, I don't know because out of all the 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 heinous the heinous amount of cuts that they've made, how much of that is data workers and people reinforcing <laughs> yeah. like servers? Look, yeah, Ranger Donald brings it up here. Well, HBO Discovery did laugh. Seventy six HBO Max employees, so maybe. Hey, look, sucks. People lose their jobs. It's a reality of life. But this was not the time to do it, HBO Max. Not the time to do it now. We'll see. We'll see. Don't want to get into this. We needed all the banners, HBO. All the banners. Call all the banners. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun today, Alden and I, and some special calling guests. And maybe even you listening can call in via StreamYard, which is working for now, um, to uh, come in and maybe talk some predictions, talk about the hype. And we're just going to roll in that a wonderful feeling, Alden. Uh, we're going to dive into it there. Before we get into that, we want to let you know here as we get ready. 
Yes, we'll be covering this show. Uh, We're going to have some other names come on the show as well when we talk about it. It's less of a review, more of a discussion and analysis of the themes of what is actually in the show. Um, Our plans for episode one, we're going to watch it watch it twice, and then record an episode not live, but release it late Sunday night into Monday morning. That might change week to week based on uh, Alden's schedule, my schedule, my fourth center schedule, life. If I get a gig that night at Flappers, you know, you never know. You never know if stand-up comedy will ruin Game of Thrones for me here this time. So just want to let you all know, uh, bear with us. Follow us, Casterly Talk on Twitter. Follow me at Catnapsuck or that Alden Diaz, and you can get the updates of when the episode is, or just subscribe on the podcast feed. It will pop up, or hit that bell, subscribe, do all the notification stuff here on YouTube if that's your preferred choice, which just means you get to see what uh, Beanie I have on that night. Alden, that about covers it, right, in terms of programming i think that's important yeah the beanie point especially is like well, what version of ken are we going to get right now we have fire and blood ken yes um with a little bit of, of the stark though the stark yeah. legacy um yeah on your shirt there and yeah i mean that we're talking about predictions like yeah there's there's a wild card like will the stark that we see in the trailer play any role whatsoever in the yeah. show and was there going to be any love for anyone that is not uh like if your house is not house targaryen if that's like in the same way we all picked harry potter houses yeah if this is not your people are you gonna get your moment in this show maybe i don't maybe, know maybe maybe that's one of the first things we want to get to here is how we're going to take in the show we're talking about how we're going to review it and what we uh, we're going to get into what we think might be in this first episode or this first season we're gonna have fun with that these are not um super serious predictions uh well actually take it back some of them are very serious um but Alden, i would ask you your viewing plans uh, i will yes. take us to star wars celebration this past year in anaheim the obi-wan kenobi series obi-wan kenobi debuted during that time and there was a lot of discussion yeah. of uh, do you have tickets to the special screening uh i i ended up getting some and did not go are you gonna watch it in your hotel room with friends or are you going to watch it by yourself? I always choose by myself. And that includes Game of Thrones. Uh, Grace, my fiance, uh, notwithstanding. How do you take in your Game of Thrones content? Now, House of Dragon. As cinematically as I can harness in a house. <laughs> I, I, I'm i a lights off person. Yes. You can tell if I really believe that it's an important viewing experience for me. Not to knock other things. But if yeah. it's a 30-minute comedy, I can leave the lights on for that. But yeah. if, it's a, if it's one of my things... Lights are off, mm-hmm. super silent. Dog mm-hmm. has already been fed. He's chilling. Uh, and it needs to be like super serious. Like right now, in this yeah. very home, there are other people, as I'm on the air, catching up on Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and all that. And I can't do it with them no. because they don't follow the formula. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, so going back to Anaheim, when we were both there, um, I did go to the screening. You didn't. We met up. Yeah. You texted me after and we're like, they're up on H on, on Disney now. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and that was a that was a lot of it was a lot of me having to be stern with some friends that I really love. Lots <laughs> yes. of guys in the Star Wars Twitter space like come to the room, and I was like, I love you, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, uh, it takes me back to uh, the episode one of season eight of Game of Thrones, which was uh, during the uh, Sunday night at Star Wars Celebration mm-hmm. Chicago. And man, yeah, like you just said, I had to be really mean to people I loved. Where some people knew they knew I was watching it in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scrimshaw and I uh, were sharing a room, so Joseph was uh, uh, going to watch it with me. And I, I tell you, I won't, I won't give the names. There were some people who text me, and I just, make, I said, "You didn't make the cut. You didn't make the cut. You're not watching Sorry. it with me. You're not watching what it." What they me. don't realize is that we've been keeping mental notes of who fits the silent <laughs> criteria. 
And there is a silent criteria. Like, yeah. again, if I was in your neck of the woods, yeah. I would totally pop over or you would pop over because we both know yeah. that it's 60, 50 to 60 minutes of silence. Settling first. Yeah. Audible reactions encouraged, but not like we're being filmed. Yeah. Just in a way that's like, oh, <laughs> like, that's fine. That's fun. But yeah. So for me, super silent, very focused, uh, watching it on Max, not on the channel HBO, yeah, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I am assuming that it'll be a simultaneous airing yeah. and drop I type situation. So. I think so. Uh, Will McLean is with us. Is Game of Thrones time is my time. I prefer to be left alone. He says in the <laughs> chat there. Yeah, look, it is. It is, and, and I'm with you. Like uh, in watching Kenobi see, uh, uh, episodes one and two, uh, you know, Joseph and I both reacted. We're human, mm-hmm. but it was that under the breath kind of like, oh, 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 and yeah. man, even food. Like I got to like that that night in Chicago. I'll just call her out. Love her to death, Darina from the World Girls. She she made the cut along with Mark Ellis. And right before yeah. she pulled out some peanuts and started crunching, I was like, oh, this is going to be problems. This is going to be a problem, but it ended up not Before being she knew it, she was crunching with <laughs> Ken's face this close to her face. Stop <laughs> eating the peanuts. Um, the noise yeah, no, that's a big thing. I mean, we've all been sitting down. If you're sitting, like, I, I think it was, oh, was it Rise of Skywalker? It was, it, actually, it might have been Solo. I think it was Solo. Yeah. And somebody had clearly snuck in a meal into the theater from elsewhere. <laughs> And you could hear like their plastic container opening, opening their little plastic yeah. cutlery. And, and my, at the time partner was like, I, I, I can't do this. I was like, I'm going to kill them. I was like, I'm going to turn around during the screening. <laughs> so we will be watching it uh, alone or, or close to alone. I'll have two chihuahuas and Grace uh, watching as well. Ranger Donald says, this is the reason why I'm in credit card debt at Best Buy for the show. Built a small home theater set up just for this show. <laughs> Love that. Ranger Donald. Oh, Bill, yeah, Bill Bro Baggins says, my brother-in-law loves to chew on ice while watching shows with his wife what? and I, and it drives me insane. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. No. Eric Monroe is here. Sorry, we're going to have a call from Eric shortly here. Uh, let's get to some actual questions here. Then we're going to talk about um, just uh, our approach to watching this, which is our approach. I want to make it clear. It's how you and I and others kind of take it in. It's not for everybody there, but something that we're going to talk about here. But I got a, we got a question right up top here from Trade T. Haven't read the book, says Trade T. Is it expected for supernatural elements to show up beyond dragons, whites, white walkers, mm. children of the forest, three-eyed raven? Thanks. That's a solid question. We love uh, talking to folks who are here to enjoy it uh, and take the show as it is. And maybe, uh, like Trey said, haven't read the books, haven't studied all the maps, uh, so going off just my top of my brain memory, Alden, uh, my quick answer to that is no. There's always caveats of what we'll see what the show does. But this one, other than dragons, uh, other than that kind of maybe a low-level magic, not expecting any of that kind of big stuff. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Hmm. If you feel like when you say low-level magic, not to speak for you, but I think that you're talking about like your uh, red priestess level yeah, yeah yeah like that type of like i can touch higher powers but w- you should not expect something that is actually a giant yes. actually a white because yeah correct me if i'm wrong but i you know because i'm not a full full book person i'm like i got like a foot in and a foot out but in the mm-hmm. world of ice and fire i think it's made pretty explicitly clear that not until the events of Game of Thrones, The War of the Five Kings, does anything start to rear its head again? Like, yeah. the Long Night, it was over. Then we had dragons. and then But once dragons were gone, magic was gone. Yeah. 
Yeah, big yeah, time. Actually. Yeah, big. And, and the key is, we and, and to Trey's question, we have dragons during this time. So does that mean there's um, some sort of, again, a uh, uh, presence of magic? Possibly. We'll see how the show could play with it. But yeah, the big thing, the white to white walkers, uh, they're gone. They're sleeping as... Uh, as uh, we heard in the original series. And, and the idea that they're back meant it was all kind of coming back and ma- magic slowly kind of uh, turning back into the land. And I love this question from Trey Alden because it really kind of makes you think about what we're about to get. We always say, you and I have talked, there's a lot of people that we know, some used to work with the old Screen Junkie show, who are actually, yeah, the magic in Game of Thrones was, eh, all right, I'm here for the politics. And I wonder if uh, there's going to be sort of a reversal or someone's like, ah, politics is the interpersonal relationships are good. Ah, I need some more magic. I never really thought about that till now. Yeah, it's, it's, you're right. Until this question, yeah, I never thought about the fact that there is probably that sect of fandom in the same way when you go to Star Wars or something where it's like you have the area that you prefer and yeah. you never really get it reversed. And it makes me think of Game of Thrones season seven, mm-hmm. um, the meeting inside of, you know, of the different parties inside of the big dragon pit and everything and how John stops to do that infomercial where he's effectively telling the audience, we are embracing fantasy now. He like holds up the white's hand, like we can kill them by burning them. (laughs) And he's like, does his whole little QVC. We can peel (laughs) them. We can grill them. Yeah. So that, that's what it was like him telling all the other characters, like we're in a fantasy show. I don't know if you guys remember that. So, yeah, and I love this comment here from uh, Douglas Dubois in the chat here. Seems like they might lean into the prophecy and dragon dreams. We've already kind of seen mm-hmm. that in the trailer a little bit there. Uh, yeah, and that, that's kind of what I mean. That's, a you know, maybe not the smartest way to describe it, but that low-level magic. Melisandre in yeah. a bath. Not necessarily Melisandre, technically. I guess she could say she could show up, but not expecting that, of course. Um, but, yeah, so great question, Trey T, to start us off there. Any final thoughts on that one there, Alden? No, but you did just put into my mind the idea of a Carice Van Houten cameo <laughs> yeah. because she is so long lived that it yeah. would be feasibly possible. That's almost like a Star Warsy type yeah. conversation that like it, would they ever do something that quote unquote cute? I don't know, but it would be really cool. <laughs> would it be cute? Uh, some stuff here going on. If you're our, our podcast uh, feed, we thank you so much for listening. If you're on Apple, uh, rate, review, Spotify, rate, review, those kind of things really helps the show. But over on the YouTube, we had some exclusive videos up this week. I'll cycle through some of those thumbs. Uh, we had, uh, we called them explainers, but maybe little prep videos, about four minutes each from some of the main characters, King Viserys I. We had uh, Princess uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen. Uh, we had the rogue prince, Daemon Targaryen. And, you know, there's other people, other families, other houses, Corlys Valarin. Uh, and then we uh, have one more. If Ken does his homework tonight, uh, we'll have one more for the show for Alicent Hightower, um, the Queen in Chain. So uh, we've had a lot of fun doing those. Alden and I put some just basic information to get you caught up on some of the um, events. And it's weird. Some of it might bleed into the start of the show that we know kind of mm-hmm. when the show begins year-wise. But some information goes beyond that. It just kind of sets you up going into the show. But really, though, Alden, we really wanted to look at the themes that they'll represent and we think each one of these characters as well as the rest of the larger uh, cast has a lot to tell us uh about what the themes of the show might be this season and that's one of the ways we just love diving in yeah i think that we're both ideas first type people which you know it's it's a, it's a delicate balancing act coming from having read comics my entire life of you know superheroes marvel dc loving star wars it's sometimes you have to be willing to set aside even your own personal rabbit holes to really ask yourself, like, what are they doing? I'm reading right now uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi YA book, Padawan. Mm -hmm. And it contradicts a source book that had put 
Obi-Wan's Satine romance at age 15. Now that has mm. been, you know, changed and everything. And I went down a rabbit hole last night where me and my buddy Nikki Kumar, we were like, oh, but Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, if the Mandalorian Civil Wars were 20 years before this and, and, and trying to figure it out. And then I thought to myself, it, 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 it doesn't matter. Yeah. It was tumultuous romance and everything. So yeah. details to me are gravy almost. And what is actually going on with the people is why I loved Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that that's sort of where we lean into it. If you listen to any of these explainers, we always end on that idea section of, yeah. okay, well, what's going on here with Rhaenyra and womanhood? What's going on here with Damon and lust? What's going on with Viserys and duty and like decision making yeah. and all that stuff? So. Yeah. And uh, uh, Corliss Valarin with ambition and protection of family mm-hmm. uh, before other things. But what, what does that get him? Where does that lead him? Yeah. None of it is. It's just thoughts and thoughts what they might represent. I, we only say this because uh, so I think the people watching live and those listening thus far are uh, listeners of Casterly Talk of at least the last few weeks, perhaps months. Maybe you've been listening since the Daily Thrones days. Maybe you listen to me at Force Center or Alden and Octo Radio. I think you know how we take it in. And I just want to make sure everyone knows how we're going to be talking about it. Uh, the facts yeah. and figures are fun. I love that stuff. I've read Fire and Blood Volume 1, and I love this section of the story. I love all oh, that's actually one of my, I've said before, one of my favorite George R. R. Martin reading experiences. But one of the reasons I really want to talk about it here is uh, things all, we're going to have, in our predictions, we're going to have a little bit more of this. I don't want to step on that too much, Alden, but we, yeah. um, we know, at least we think, the character of Mushroom, not going to be around. Uh, probably good reasons, but also yeah, there's a way they could have done it. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, doesn't look like it. And then uh, the other character was we were texting about this week, Masaria, right? Yeah. Um, they've they've already said not like the books, or at least vastly different in a lot of ways in what they did or tried to do with the character. And it just got me thinking. Oh no, here we go again. Even though Fire and Blood in this section of Fire and Blood is small compared to five volumes of George's other ongoing story. This could yeah. lead us into this kind of thing in the comments or, or, or just the way people take it in of it's not like that in that thing I read. And that's OK. That's part of the point. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we have to, as broadcasters, pundits, content creators, whatever category you want to put us in or that we put ourselves in, it's I feel a responsibility um, to advocate for the changes um, even if I dislike them to advocate for their right to happen and exist. Yeah. Um, I might not agree with them. You know, she Hulk came out today, not to date the episode too much, but you know, this is a hype party for a show. So hype uh, we are, <laughs> this episode is sort of, you know, we, we know we're in a moment in time, but they changed she Hulk's origin pretty drastically. They there's mm. big changes. Mm. Um, but I liked what they were within the context of what was happening. And I thought it was great and even kind of better. And I think that, Growing up, I was trained for that because of watching MCU adaptations of things that I had read for watching. Even, I mean, we obligatory pro wrestling mentioned on Casually Talk. Like, how many times in pro wrestling does a storyline just disappear? Or does a storyline <laughs> change because of XYZ reasons? Or does, oh, I thought that you were, nope, it was actually this. Like, yeah. that happens all the time. And yeah. I think that it, the internet age has made people get married to a certain iteration of something. And I think that we're now between this and Rings of Power and all the comic book shows, we were firmly breaking that. And if you're not going to get on board with that, with their license to do things that are different, 
then you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustration, and I think uh, this is my you know this is going to be a fun episode. I don't mean to get too serious with this. I just uh, we're on the eve, basically, almost a couple of days out of this show, and I just want people to take it for what it is, take it for what it is yeah. trying to tell us all. And already on Rings of Power side, you know, there's the Tolkien uh, loreheads. Uh, they're an interesting bunch at times. Not everyone. And I'm not making a general statement, but even we've seen yeah. it here with like the Princess Renera explainer video or prep video. Oh, that's not how I would describe her. That's not what in the books she did. In her history, she does this and this. And it's like, but yes, you're right. We're summarizing some facts and figures. Uh, but don't get caught up on that. Uh, engage with this story. Uh, engage with what they're going to try to do with that character and gender politics, role, uh, the roles of women, men, and, and, the, and the gender roles. It's definitely going to be part of that character's themes. It's going to be there. They've already talked about that. And that's not necessarily in those facts and figures. So that's my last kind of pump the brakes and let's just enjoy the dragon show that's about to hit us. Totally. I mean, that's, and that's the power of stories when stories are that big. I mean, you go all the way back to Shakespeare. There is not a single production of of any of his small guy. Okay. Bill, Bill Shakespeare. You can Google him. Oh yeah. Joseph Uh, Fiennes. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. That whole, that catalog of work keeps changing hundreds of years later because of when it's produced, who's producing it, what's going on, how they stage it, what they want to do. Yeah. I've seen four Macbeths over the past couple of years that have all been different from each other. Yeah. And and I love them all. And I think that this is Rhaenyra being adapted in 2022. Yeah. If yeah. 50 years from now, the Martin estate decides to let someone else do X and they choose to do Dance of the Dragons again. Um yeah or Dance of Dragons, then it's not going to be the same. It's going to reflect, I mean, we're looking at the works of George Lucas from the 70s and 80s, yeah, constantly re-putting it through what we're going through now in America and everything. So that's just how yeah. it is. A3 in the comments says, plus, isn't it written as an unreliable narrator vibe with an unreliable narrator vibe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely, I'd call Fire and Blood Volume, volume 1, but a, his, a history book. But they literally, that's the point. This character of Mushroom is literally whispering in one side of the book going, well, I heard it was this. Doesn't necessarily mean it's all fact. All that to say, we don't want to go too far down that uh, path. I start to become, um, you know, sound like I'm finger wagging. It's not. I just, I'm so excited for the show and I'm so refreshed by this world, uh, this world of Westeros that we're about to get to explore again, that I uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I want you all to come along for that ride there. You know, you know, can we all have a little fun, Alden? Just relax, guys. Just relax. There's nothing serious about this. It's just shows. It's just no, shows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a vibe. I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's, yeah. it's, it's surreal to think that we're about to, like, sit down Sunday night for Westeros, even if it is a different time and a different show. It's like yeah. we're back, and it's the le- it's been the shortest wait. The wait between <laughs> Star Wars was a decade. The wait for indie was much longer between the Last Crusade and Crystal Skull. The, yeah, and now between Crystal Skull and Five, like yeah. all the Ghostbusters. I mean, oh god, the look, Ghostbusters fans—they'll tell you about waiting. Look, the longest um, wait I've had to experience um, uh, is uh, is uh, uh, the Yankees World Series titles. Okay, seventy-eight. 96 was a long time, Alden, for a young man. Okay, I've waited. I've waited. That's a lot. Uh, So uh, there you go. Um, Yeah, no, an excellent point, too. And look, we're joking. This this is pop culture stuff, and it's fun. It's meant to be taken as fun, but also it is everything to me. It is how you view the world. How you view pop culture is how you take in the world, and that's very important to us as well. And I think the show is going to be dealing with some very modern, uh, applicable themes and lessons 
um, that are there. And I just love that. I, I, you know, I don't want to call anyone. I saw someone say, you know, uh, you know, talk about Renera and her quest for uh, power, quest for being the queen in a world that doesn't really let women do that. And at, at this point, they haven't at all. And they said, well, the show, the show shows that women can't get into positions of power, citing uh, Queen Cersei. And I, I would say that that was not what the show was saying. Her journey to get there cost her everything. Uh, her treatment on the way there uh, affected her greatly. And she tried to fill this horrible void with this kingdom. And it literally comes crashing down on her. And that's not even getting into the Danny of it all, the sense of the Arya of it all. I don't right. think the show was saying that. And that's why we are focusing on the themes and, and what this show is about to tell us. Yeah, without doing two hours just on that, because we easily, easily could. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the events that happen in a thing are not what the thesis of the thing is, and that's not what they're advocating mm, for. Yeah. Um, like a great example of that that I go to a lot recently after Obi-Wan Kenobi is that in the original Star Wars trilogy, when Obi-Wan advocates for the idea of Vader and Anakin as two separate entities, which I think modern Star Wars storytelling has been pushing back against and right. very much embraces that they're the same guy mentality. Mm -hmm. That's not saying like, oh, they changed what the franchise is saying. No. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a character expressing what makes him sleep at night, how he copes. And so for Cersei's journey, that's not the franchise saying, yes, we let women into positions of power mm -hmm. um, in Westeros because they don't. She took that by force. And like yeah. you said, lost everything. It took an act of literal terror, like yeah. an actual terrorist attack on the city, everything for her to finally ascend to that point. And everything, of course, along the way. So it's she's a, an exception, not a rule. Yeah. And and even 200 years after the show we're about to witness, um, we saw the reactions to her, to Daenerys, um, how Marjorie could never actually be 100% truthful about anything yeah. in her pursuit. And yeah. we can go on and on and on about yeah. that. But yeah, things that happen sometimes are are supposed to clash with what is actually the makeup of the setting. Yeah. Absolutely. No. And, and character dialogue is not facts. Douglas says this just because Renera has important themes to explore. I don't think the wash over dubious choices more here, the more we're confident in that. Yeah. And I agree with that too. I think that's mm -hmm. what uh, this universe and George R. R. Martin does so well. Uh, those gray areas we always hear about are often about uh, the choices and the lessons that come out from that there. Great stuff. We got some people checking in here. Will McClain confirms for us, Alden, I watch Westworld in a drop same time on HBO Max as HBO so there you go, both shows. Yes. Uh, we got, uh, hey, uh, you mentioned uh, old Mr. Kumar there, and there he is in chat. It's going to feel great to be back in Westeros. Uh, we'll talk to Nikki on this show as well. And there was a great question. I want to scroll back up. Oh, uh, yeah, another one from Will here. Asks a really honest and open question. At the beginning of GOT, I had trouble keeping up with all the names and locations. Will this series have more, less, or about the same amount. Again, we're looking uh, on the outside, looking in on this show at this point. But I, I my, my easy answer is less, but mm. still a lot. <laughs> and a lot of the yeah, names are going to sound the same. I think that if you go back to Game of Thrones and you think about your experience with the storylines and arcs in King's Landing. Yeah. It'll be a comparable amount to that. You will still have your council players. You will still have your royal players. You will still have your other people in the city. So think about that storyline. And yeah. as, as I think comparable in scope, what we will not have is, wait, I'm, a, I'm across. I'm on a different continent. Oh, who's that? Oh, his name's Illyrio. Oh, he's gone. Oh, what's going on over here? Oh, the, the Tothraki. Oh, they're gone. Like, you're not going to have any of that. 
yeah. um, where suddenly you're thrust into other cultures. You go from King's Landing to North to Essos. Like that's not going to happen, I think, as much. Yeah. At all. Yeah, at least so. in the beginning, you know, the stepstones and all those kind of areas will, will fall into place. But I think, well, I think it's going to be slightly easier. I think the big problem is Targaryens have about five names and they, mm. they or a yeah. variation on said names. Ranger and, yeah. Ranger Donald just said we'll be about the same five. Yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be a similar a similar problem that I had with Varys yeah. and Viserys, yeah. which frustrated me Oops. eternally. I hit the wrong card, but you know what, Alden? It's time to send the Ravens. We got a call. Let's listen to it. Hey, Kenny Cashley Talk. So this is my call before the storm, so to speak. Um, calling about the season premiere of House of the Dragon, which is only four days away. Now I got to tell you, I can't believe it's been three years since um, Game of Thrones ended. In some ways, it feels three years. In some ways, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But I am so excited on the journey all of us are about to undergo. With House of the Dragon, however long it goes, I'm hearing rumblings, it might be three seasons, but who knows, wherever it's three, five, or even one, hopefully, definitely more than one, but I'm excited to hear what everybody thinks, you and Alden and everybody else that's going to call in about the premiere and all the episodes, and I just want to say, I wish you good fortune and the worst to come. Uh, there you go. One of my favorite uh, Game of Thrones saints. I wish you good fortune in the worst to come. I've used that in business meetings. That's how valuable it is. Oh yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it, it, I think for me it's the um, specifically Arthur Dane in the flashback, yeah. yeah, because he is so confident that he's about to mop the floor with Ned and Howland and all those guys. Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert for that show, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't there. Uh, Nikki's right here. I feel that HBO is going to do a lot more online helping explain uh, who is who. They've already put out the that video of George explaining the overview of who the big houses at play are and stuff like that. Yeah, it's funny. We're putting together our fun little prep videos as are, you know, yeah. all the other uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon YouTube channels, as they should. And they've, they've put some official ones out. I think, um, all of a sudden, before we get to our predictions, I got to say, I think HBO so far has done a really great job of not just marketing the show, but but setting the show apart from what came before while also saying it's proudly in that world, which is something we've been talking about for a bit, but just seeing some of the explainer videos. George R. R. Martin is sometimes throws some shade, but I think he does it in a way that is honest yet also respectful and understands, you know, he probably can buy a lot more dinners at a Santa Fe restaurant now because of the show. So he, he understands <laughs> the hand that feeds him, but is also honest as he always is. I think overall they've done a good job both in marketing what the show will be in terms of different and what is in the show, setting you up for the players, setting you up for the little bit of the histories. I'm really happy with how they've done it. I, I completely agree. I think that when it comes to George, he does ride that line really well. All he can ever be is honest. And I don't think yeah. we would like or respect him or any creator as much if they were being noticeably fake and PR trained and all that stuff. And I think yeah. that that's part of why we enjoy listening to him is because he will say, yeah, I wasn't involved for that as much. And we're all like, ooh, ooh. but he's but he but he's just a guy. Um, and then in terms of HBO, I agree. I mean, I think that Nikki's comment is right. Like they they're going to do a lot more. I think they have done a lot more because they're launching House of the Dragon over a decade after they launched Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's Game of Thrones is 2011. Right. I can never yeah. remember if it's 10 or 11. So 11, yeah, 11 yeah. years, yeah. 11 years. The Internet is so different. And now I feel they've approached it with a little bit of that difference. Hey, let's post something to our Twitter that yeah. has him explaining the the big players. Hey, let's go to HBO.com. You can get a little blurb 
um, about every one of the principal cast members. And so I think that they're sort of leaning into that in in a positive way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Douglas uh, says, would it be great if they did those character narrative stories and lore uh, extra similar to what they did in GOT? Yeah, I got to wonder uh, if those are coming. It's funny because I, I was like, oh, those are great. I remember getting the DVD and watching them. So maybe there'll be extras on HBO, HBO Max streaming. I don't know. Different time, different era. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Alden, we are going to get uh, to some predictions here. You and I came up with uh, 10 questions, and we'll say not all of them are completely serious. This is a fun thing. I don't love predictions because I'm not good at predictions. At the last uh, big company I worked at, they said, hey, could you do a Game of Thrones Season 8 prediction video? My only prediction was, well, I think Danny's going to, quote, turn bad and die. And no one wanted to accept that. And I said, that's all I got. And so I didn't do any prediction videos at the last job that I was uh, there for. Um, but uh, let us... Uh, now, if they had run with it, they could have done a We Were Right video as well. I'll never forget standing in the laundry mat in my old apartment complex there. And uh, one of my neighbors was, hey, we're, you're a Game of Thrones fan. What do you think is going to happen? And I said, oh, Danny's going to die. I really think Danny's going to die. And she was so upset. You can't do that to my girl. And I said, well, yeah, I think that's kind of what the show's saying too. It did her wrong. And that was kind of the point. But anyways, all that to say, that's the only prediction I've had that has ever really come true, Alden. It's the only one. Only one. So, I don't know if you have a better prediction record than I do. I think I do have a decent prediction record, but I, I, I on principle, battle with doing them because of what they create. <laughs> and just, <laughs> because, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I guess you can predict Darth Plagueis is coming back until it's right. And you just keep throwing darts at the wall or you can look about, uh, look at the themes that are forthcoming in the show. But we all, let's, let's, let's go a different direction with the conversation and go to our silly predictions. Alden, uh, we will alternate asking the questions here. I'll begin with number one. How many times will we hear someone say, Fire and blood in the first season. Oh man, so many. I I I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the first scene. Like I genuinely yeah, think yeah. that it's. I mean, the the opening of Game of Thrones. Not that they're the same because the opening of Game of Thrones is setting up the lingering mystical threat. Yeah, but I think that the you know, it, it was so like, here's what we are and here's what we're about. And here's what we're doing. And here's the end game. Yeah. And I think that if you're doing that for house of the dragon, you got to get in there early with that, early. that positioning statement, you know, you know, radio, you got to get, you got to, you got a position, you got a position, hit that post and get a position there. Uh, all right. So what, what do you think? What do you think in terms? I'm, I'm also getting this up here on another Computer, because uh, I don't want to uh, mess myself up here. Um, in the first season. In the first season. Total. Ten episodes. How many times? Almost an over and under. 
How many times do you think someone will say fire and blood? Not fire, My, not blood, but fire and blood. Fire and blood. I'm going to say uh, 21 times. 21 times. Ooh, I love <laughs> That's that. My prediction. Uh, I was going to... I was going to go higher, but then again, I thought about it. Higher is kind of silly. I think it's a good number, but I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say 17, 21 and 17. Mark it down. I feel like I was on prices right, and I was bidding, underbidding you there. That's not fair of me. That's not fair. Here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> this is going in the record. There you go. Uh, all right. What else uh, What else do you have? 10 and 17. Alden is 21. What are the prizes here? Nothing. Nothing. Um, Nothing. These are Stan Lee no prizes. I don't know oh, if you remember the no prizes. I, 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 I tried to win a lot of G.I. Joe no prizes back in the day. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever came in. Nothing ever came in. <laughs> uh, number two is who will emerge as someone the audience loves to hate? Mm, yeah. And this is kind of. my boy. Yeah. yeah. got to be the rogue prince. Yeah. See? Mm, yeah. I, I I think that is uh, I think that is a, a a a good answer. I really think it is. Um, it's that class, you know. It's I, I look at um, like the Hound, but then I look more at Jamie Lannister. Man, did mm. I hate Jamie for season one, as you're supposed to. And then I remember yeah. when by season two, when he's being captured and he's just kind of speaking some sense to Catelyn. I remember yeah. thinking, God damn it, I think I kind of like this guy. So. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to back. I'm going to go with that, too. I think the Rogue Prince, Matt Smith, Damon yeah, Targaryen. I think so. And then you know, it kind of ties in with your next question here, number three. It will. Who will emerge as a dastardly villain that everyone still roots for? So kind of ties in with that. Um, you might just love to hate because, like, look, people love to hate Joffrey, though. That's more of a Joffrey thing. This is a little bit more of the... Hound later on, but um, I don't know. Um, actually, uh, the, the Hound's not even. I think it's the Cersei Lannister question, right? Yeah, we're even Who's dastardly, yeah. and we're like, get him. That wine sip, that wine sip at the end of season six was the greatest wine sip in the history of wine on TV, film, yeah. otherwise, literature, anywhere. And yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a good act. No, it, it was. I mean, but it was earned. I was rooting for the, it. The choose violence meme that we have now, mm -hmm. like I'm going to wake up today and choose violence. That was birthed by Game of Thrones and it was yes. birthed by Cersei Lannister. It's become part of just internet vernacular. Yeah. Even if you're not a, a Ice and Fire fan or Game of Thrones fan. Yeah. That comes from Cersei. Who's going to be our choose violence favorite? Nikki in the comments has Aemond, which, you know, if you're yes. watching the trailers, you can you can catch a glimpse. Yeah. With the eye patch. Yeah. Mm. So he could be a favorite. Nikki, Nikki, who has who has way more book knowledge than I mm. uh, by far. I mean, um, that means he, that means histories. Nikki's a better person than you. That's what I've been telling That's you. That's what I've been telling you for a long time. Um, so, I, I, so are you going with Eamon? You're going with Eamon. I'm going to back Nikki's choice of Eamon okay. because he has been teasing me with some sinister. Yeah. Like Nikki keeps saying, I want to tell you what's going to happen. But God, I just want your reaction. <laughs> That's going to be great. Uh, Robert Meadows, Meadows asked what I was, could Kristen Cole be that person? I think that's possible, but I'm going to back up our friend, uh, here, Ranger Donald with both parts of his answer, Allison Hightower, but perhaps for the wrong reasons. Um, the Cersei connection has already been discussed. Olivia Cook, who, who will be playing the, the older, uh, present more present day, whatever version you want to say of Allison has said, yeah, she's kind of maybe a Cersei. But then she kind of came out and said, well, she's not the straight up villain. And I think 
Rhaenyra's got her issues. Everyone in this show's got their issues. They got their good sides. They got their bad sides. But I think Allison could take um, uh, the brunt of scorn. And therefore, you might end up, even if she makes some bad decisions or does things you don't like, you might be on her side. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to highlight or platform any toxicity, but you can already feel the bubbling simmering uh rage in the allison conversations out there in fandom in good ways and bad ways some people excited to analyze but some people i mean our our young allison performer already had to i'm blanking on her name i apologize uh, um, em, uh emily carey i think they're uh yeah they're, yeah, they're, emily yeah yeah and she already had to delete tweets because of people coming at her because of her defense of allison and so right. i that's already yeah, I, eyes are on the topic is what I'm but, saying. But it, uh, yeah, Princess Renera has already been, uh, you know, even, you know, your wonderful prep video and, and even comments, you know, she um, I don't think the marketing's positioned her as a hero, so to speak. I, I don't get that vibe, but she's definitely no. definitely on one side of the conversation and you haven't spent as much time with Allison. And so now we got this woman v woman kind of situation that I hope the show deals with uh, thematically, uh, but we'll see. But I, she, she does some things, that, you know, that might not be good. So I'm curious to see what that reaction will be and how the journey with that character, not just will go in the story, but go in the fandom for those who are like, Hey, I don't know any of these characters. I'm ready to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what else Game of Thrones explores, Ken? What's that? Sex. It does. Uh, it does. It does. <laughs> Often. Uh, number four here. How many sex scenes will make this show uncomfortable to watch around family or on an airplane? Never had that experience. Is that a firsthand thing? So I was on a flight doing some stand-up with Mark Ellis, and when we fly, we don't necessarily always sit together. So I was by myself, middle of the seat, uh, got stuck in the middle, and I know, oh, they've got Game of Thrones on. This is like two years ago. I was like, eh, let, me just watch, let me just watch it. And I put on... One of my favorite episodes, season one, episode seven. You win or you die. Oh, God, I love that episode. That is where mm. the, the sex position was birthed. That is the <laughs> play with her ass yeah. scene. <laughs> that is that. And I'm just on the airplane <laughs> like this, like holding my screen up like totally forgot. Totally forgot. So there's that. I don't this is not a show I watch with my family. So I didn't have that problem with my mom or dad there. Um, but yes, yeah, Ranger Donald says Matt Smith's junk will definitely show up multiple times. Jay from nowhere says easy answer 69. Hey, we're being a little raunchy because this show will be as well. Matt Smith has already said at some point I turned to the directors and said, have we had enough sex? Paraphrasing there, of course. Um, I think in total season one, we're looking for total, um, uncomfortable to watch scenes. So you could divide it up all and into, eh, it's just some stupid taste. That's, yeah, that was yeah. that was romantic. <laughs> the lens went fuzzy and foggy versus, oh, no, I hope no one's, oh, man. And I say you're going to have six of those scenes. Yeah, I uncomfortable ones, I, I think I will, I'll come in just under at probably four. Yeah. That's, specifically for this question. Under four, under four, okay. You're right. Yeah. That as we expand it out, like, we've got some, some married people in love in this show. Like, what about Corliss? What about Corliss and Rainus? If they're just like, yeah, we've been married for a while. We're just gonna, we're we're, yeah. we're making love. Like yeah. that's not uncomfortable. Not like it's a 1970s uh, game show. We're making whoopee. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you could celebrate. I hope they have some older folks getting down. You know, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, the other side of this here, it, it is, it is Game of Thrones. Uh, this is why we're having this conversation. 
there's going to be scenes where you're like, well, that's just a sweet scene between two people in love. And then you're going to have to remind yourself who are probably related. And then comes that whole other angle there. So maybe the answer oh, we're gonna get back to that. is Alden. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's on the list. I would like to point out that I did, while talking about this with you just now, I Googled mm. how many sex scenes are in Game of Thrones season one, just to see if anyone mm. has broke, you know, yeah. broken it down. And it doesn't have an answer, but there is a a uh, season four, I believe, or season three. There's a season three note. A staggering 77.5% of episodes 31 to 40 have featured a nude scene. Wow. So, yeah. It's pay cable. Don't do the math out there. It's pay cable. That means less now than it did back in the day when I was a kid. It, you know, it was, uh, yeah. you're paying for the raunch. Um, that, that's a, uh, it will, okay. So I said, Six, you said you took under four. Okay. And then Romo in the chat, who's going to call in here a little bit, says five. All right. Now, leaving the uh, bedroom um, or wherever, uh, we're going to this question. I mentioned it earlier. How many times will the lack of mushroom, and we're going to assume that that's going to hold. How many times will the lack of mushroom be a trending topic between episode one and episode two? So after Sunday night, between the episode, how many times are you going to log on to Twitter and see hashtag mushroom, and it's just a bunch of upset Song of Ice and Fire, uh, World of Westeros fans upset that Mushroom is in the show. I I honestly don't know if it's going to happen because I don't think that they're going to build enough Twitter momentum. Oh, but I will say, so I'm going to yeah. say it's not going to trend. I'm going to say not zero. Zero. Zero is an answer. Okay. I'm going to say zero. Okay. With the caveat of... But we will see mushroom mentions in our comments and in other people's comments. <laughs> You're gonna there's gonna be one person. It's gonna be like this show sucks. Ain't no mushroom. And you know what? No That's mushroom. their opinion to have. Uh, for those who are not familiar uh, with it, uh, in in the book Fire and Blood, Volume One, for many many years, this character of Mushroom was a uh, court jester, for uh, lack of a better description, or that's an exact description. Um, uh, is uh, is uh, all around the events, has an opinion, and is very funny. Really, I thought there were some laugh-out-loud moments with that character. Um, but uh, it doesn't look like Mushroom is going to factor into the show. Is Mushroom now the Tom Bombadil of he's, George's world? It's the Where Tom he's going to become the thing everyone rallies around as a glaring omission. <laughs> years later, years later, there's still videos angry at Peter Jackson about the, the lack of Tom Bombadil. Uh, so Which mushroom. is ironic to me, just as a side yeah. note, because Tom Bombadil is everything that goes against explainer culture. Yeah. How does he do what he does? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's sort of been the thing forever. Jay from Nowhere says, so Mushroom is 3PO. That's a good way to look at it. Sort of. Yeah, hmm. that's a good way to look at it. All right, that is me. Uh, oh, I said my answer is one. I think it will. There will be maybe Monday morning, maybe Monday afternoon. Uh, maybe if all the news in the world, you know, the wars and the trees, maybe if all that slows down just enough for like an hour, hashtag mushroom will trend. And then it will just turn into uh, people upset at the prices of mushroom uh, mushrooms for their crudite. That, that, that'll lead it mm. to a different discussion. Very reasonable. Yeah, definitely a reasonable transition of topic. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so number six here is sal- over and the under. The salsa was four ninety nine, idiot. Look to that. Never mind. Okay. Um, oh, no, it's prices right now are crazy. We could do a whole <laughs> podcast on that. Uh, over under. Okay. How many people will be burned by dragon fire in season one? Over 50 or under 50? Yeah. So we I have a tiebreaker set up here. Yeah. I do have a tiebreaker set up. 
I, I set the number at 50. Um, so uh, Vegas odds. So we're looking at in season one, how many people will be burned by dragon fire? Because we have already seen some dragon fire in those TV spots and trailers. So we know some is coming. We got some fighting. Knives will be drawn, as I think Rainey sort of says there. Uh, uh, we got uh, Ranger Donald's taking the over. We got uh, uh, we uh, we got yeah. Lauren Roma taking the way over. Moises taking uh, over fifty as well. I kick yeah. it to I'm you. I'm taking over. I'm taking way over too. Okay, I might have said it too low. I'm going to go over too. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I would absolutely take the under if we had worded it by how many people are going to be sentenced to death by dragon fire. Who's sentenced. getting the, the Varus who's getting the uh, Dickon Tarly. Yeah. Uh, who like, who's getting that? Probably not that many, but if a dragon does a flyby yeah. on a bunch of troops, number skyrockets immediately. Yes. And that's a, that's a different thing. Death <laughs> by dragon fire. Yeah. By law is a different thing. Uh, Jay from nowhere says uh, now people are going to be pausing their screens to count victims. <laughs> yeah, Only exactly. casterly talk fans can be doing that. So since you and I both took the uh, over there, um, we are now going to say, and this could uh, explain it to yourself any way you want. The tiebreaker is how many people burned in episode one. We're looking for a specific number. Oof, episode one. I'm going to say. Three. Three. I think it'll be a sentencing of some kind. David David McKay says not enough just for the overall (laughs) answer. That's fair. Um, Yeah. um, So you're saying three in episode one of any kind, of any kind of dragon burning. Flyby, sentencing, three. Okay. I am going to say, I'm going to say, ooh, it's either zero or eight. I'm going to go eight. I think there's some... Bleep's going to go down. But I want to say zero, but I'm going to say eight for to be silly. Eight, yeah, and that's the thing is that they could totally throw a curveball. Like, I feel like it's going to be a simmering sort of start. Like, we yeah. see dragons, but maybe we don't get a dragon battle till later. But all it takes is one, like, hey, remember when you rode Balerion? And then all of a sudden we get a flashback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it could be a flashback. It could be a flashback. It could be anything. It could be anything. Uh, a lot of people back it up by my zero. But I answered eight. Mark me down as eight. Mark it down, dude. Over the line, Donnie. Mark it down as eight. Though my heart, I think the answer might be zero. But you got three. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And then Ken had eight. All right, it's in the record. Okay. All right. Uh, was that mine? That was mine. So, yeah, you're up next here. Now we're into your. I wrote the first six. These are the last yeah. four are yours. You, you. These are the ones that I added in here. And we're getting sicko. back to the weird you stuff. Sicko. Will we get the Westeros, the incest stuff out of the way in the pilot like we did in GOT? Because GOT does not bury the lead at all. No. If that freaked you out and you wanted to, there's the yeah. exit sign. Yeah. You got it. You got to get it out of the way. I think, and look, we are, we're laughing and giggling, but we know anyone, you and I, and anyone watching right now, either watch the show, read the books or both and has somewhat of an idea that, Oh, the Targaryen family. Uh, we definitely heard what they did, but I got to tell you, there's some folks who are just like, Oh, cool. Another show. Is it going to be like the, the other show where, only one couple <laughs> was like this. And I yeah. think they're going to be a little shocked at the wide uh, wide berth, so to speak, on the chart. 
So um, I I think, yes, I think right from the get-go, within the first 20 minutes, we're going to get that all cards on the table. Right, because Viserys' relationship to Rhaenyra's mom... um, Ama, yeah. Ama is... They're not siblings right but they are related uh, someone yeah, someone check me fast in the uh i can't get the uh the, the wiki up that quick but i think you're right yeah I don't and think i think even even balon and elisa the, mm-hmm. their parents uh, mm-hmm. damon's parents everything so yeah i mean it's going to be out of the way either in dialogue or visually <laughs> yeah uh and it's going to be a whole thing and, and and you're right i mean that was the big thing even people that know nothing knew that game of thrones part of it they knew there was dragons they knew there were swords yeah. They, maybe that there were wolves and they knew that there was a brother and a sister doing the diddly. Yeah. Now, when you transfer that over into this setting, it's important to remember yeah. when Cersei is justifying it to herself, how she sleeps at night, it's because the Targaryens were the model. Yeah. She's like, oh, so they can do it. So it's cool for hundreds of years, but it's not cool for us. And that's part of her yeah. sort of recon- reconciling, reckoning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, a, it's yeah. Thing. Right or wrong, that's the path she takes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Douglas Dubois is main character, married to first cousins, hundred percent. Yeah, first cousins. Yeah, that that, that tracks. Um, yeah, yeah. No, look, and, and this it's 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 weird. I don't know if I've really ever discussed this on a podcast or even in a bar. One of the weirdest successes, and I'll put a question mark or quotation marks around that of Game of Thrones. Not 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 necessarily the books. I'm talking about the show reaching the general public was getting people to kind of root and understand the love between Cersei and Jamie, And then if that didn't work for you, at the end, kind of, you know, rooting for John and Danny, even after it was yeah. revealed on the show what it was. Yeah. I mean, they had massive amounts of people <laughs> just like, saying the words, well, you know, yeah. aunt and nephew is a little different. Yeah. And the fact that those words were ever said by any of us. It's just it's, one of the things where people are like, you know, end of, se- <laughs> end of season seven, he knocks on that door in the ship. People are like, hot. They're like, what, what, what are you talking about here? What are you talking about? And it's like, it's well, George's yes, it's world. Gap, she was little, you know, the, the age gap between Rhaegar <laughs> and Danny is so large. I'm like, <laughs> it's George's <laughs> world, obviously based on some, uh, some way past histories. Um, and yeah, it's fascinating. So will this show, I, it maybe. Maybe if you're tuning in, you're just going to see it early on and be like, oh, yeah, it's Game of Thrones. I expected it. Uh, so who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And hey, hey, I'll give you this, House Targaryen. Yeah. From me to House Targaryen, none of you are as bad as Craster. And for that, exactly, it's fine. Die, Craster, mm-hmm. die. All right, next question here. And then we're going to get to some uh, questions and then calls on our time here. Uh, we got uh, which ancestral sword will we see first? Blackfire or Dark Sister? We got two big swords, obviously more probably on the way. That would make sense. But Blackfire or, or Dark Sister? Um, I don't know. I, 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 have a, I have my answer. What do you have? I'm going to say Dark Sister, not just because I've already become a Damon fanboy, but because mm. I don't think that, like, when you see King Robert, when you see Joffrey or anybody or even... Uh, in the in the brief scenes of the Mad King, the king doesn't usually sit on the Iron Throne while wielding their sword. Like even even yeah. Ned, like mm-hmm. he's not in, he's not walking around Winterfell with ice. That's like busted right. out for certain things. Right, Heartsbane right, right. is up on the mantle at at uh, Hornhill, so it's like it just kind of makes me think that Damon absolutely is going to flash Dark Sister whenever he can. We yeah. do see 
uh, Blackfire in some of the trailers and teasers at, yeah. on the throne. So maybe yeah. that's an important moment. Yeah. Um, but I think that it has probably more of a shelf life. Split in the comments so far. Uh, Moises saying Dark Sister. Douglas saying Blackfire. I, I'm going with uh, Blackfire. Um, and it's not going to be as exciting as, say, uh, yeah, Damon pulling out Dark Sister any second that he can, which, you know, uh, I love that. I love that joke. That kind of tracks for me. But I think you're going to see it in just some sort of boring official. He's got it almost using it as a cane on the throne type of way. I think you'll see that first. And I think we've seen some of that in the trailer, but I have no idea when that shows up, of course. Uh, but I, right. that's what I think. Where you're going to see Blackfire, but Dark Sister is going to be the first to maybe have impact or maybe even explanation. But I'll go Blackfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be one of those situations too, like seen, but maybe not actively in the plot. Whereas Damon's like, yeah. I'll kill someone with this one. D- yeah, <laughs> Douglas is right there with me. Viserys can't stop waving that thing around about in the trailers. <laughs> even uses it as a walking stick. Exactly. You you wouldn't part an old man from his walking stick, now, would you? Um, <laughs> there you go. All right, that's a good one there. Uh, two more, two more. You're up next here. Yeah, this is a big one. Number nine. Number nine, Number nine very important in Game of Thrones. Number Always an important nine. episode. This is an important question. That's right. Any last-minute predictions for the opening credits and... Will it be a map? Because apparently the people that have seen the pilot Mm. were not shown the opening credits is what I've heard. I've seen that in a few Mm. things. The opening credit sequence has not been shown. Interesting, which could mean it's still rendering and someone's trying to export it from a MacBook Air that's uh, burning. (laughs) Um, Raman Jawadi's like, get it out. Uh, um, Ooh, okay, this is great. This has been a big question. I think think kind of music-wise, musically, the kind of the variation we've heard already, I think will be the basis of it. I think it could be something way bigger than that. But I think in terms of map, I think it will be the painted table, but kind of as we've seen it in some of the shots of the show, a little darker, a little black paint, some red. I think it will be just the painted table. Now, follow up here, mm-hmm. follow up on the map question, yeah. just because we're on the topic. I just before the show mm-hmm. saw photos and I'm going to text them to you now. So this is great radio, okay. uh, but I saw, saw photos of King Viserys's diorama model of old Valyria. Mm. Is it possible that we incorporate that in? Maybe we start in his, on his table with his big model and then we move into Westeros. Ooh, I like that. I can, I can, I can, I can see that. Oh, Alden is he's, this is, he's texting me right now on air here. Uh, okay. You see a picture in that tweet. There's a picture of him like brushing it and painting it and getting it all ready. (laughs) Very passionate about his model. Does Viserys like miniatures? Is that what this is? Ooh, look at that. He is, he's absolutely, he's a miniature guy. He's painting miniatures for a while. The last image is him in his like (laughs) nightgown nightshirt. He's in a nightie. He's got his huge model and then his beautiful young wife sitting off to the side like are you gonna pay attention to me <laughs> or are you just looking at your model hey that's fine that's fair that's with that's with me uh, uh looking at this picture and grace is like I, hey i'm on the same couch i'm like viserys has a castle um that's fascinating that's fascinating uh yeah ranger donald says king versus viserys is a nerd i like that idea though is that your prediction i'm going painted table stick with yeah. paint a version of the painted table you're going with uh viserys and his miniatures his i love that yeah. yeah that's my that's my move i've got a mini christmas village the train goes in and out of it watch all right king viserys calm down there buddy all right yep that's a great one that's a great question final prediction here 
final prediction here. Will there be some kind of clever meta prequel reference to GOT? Alden, clarify for the audience specifically what you mean by this. So, we don't, just in general, on all the shows that you and I do, we're not leaks, people, that type of stuff, um, which is not shade at anyone. It's just how we roll. And But in the rumblings Mm -hmm. of, you know, premiere reactions, people that have gotten to see this episode, I saw somebody say there's a lovely tribute to Daenerys right at the top of this, a lovely homage. Okay. And that got me thinking, like, probably musicality, like, you know, some sort of theme, Mm. something Mm. like that, because it's not, you know, Nikki and I were joking off air. It's not going to be Drogon with her body. She gets resurrected, and then she's like, our family is crazy. Let's talk about it. (laughs) There's not going to be, you know, Elijah Wood at the beginning of The Hobbit where they brought him back so they could tee it up. Like, There's not going to be like Drogon holding Danny's body and then like a record scratch. That was me now, but let's go 200 years ago. Like, okay, I yeah. get it. I You're love probably that. wondering how we got here. There used yeah. to be more dragons, just yeah. like me. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. I, you know, a fun theory I had. I was like, what if this show opens and it's Amelia hair down? And yeah, it's like young season one Amelia, and she's like with uh, you know Illyrio, and he's like, you need to do your studies. You need to learn about your family. And then it opens okay. up. So I don't think it's going to be anything like that. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I get it. Okay. So it's going to be a thing that's like, let's in a cute, fun way, reference the story that comes later, which happens in the Star Wars prequels. It happens yeah. in Better Call Saul, like anything yeah. like that. No, I, I think in episode one, there there will be. Uh, and, and putting your, 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 your Daenerys thing aside, outside of that, I'll say outside of that, if that's, if that holds true, what you're talking about. Outside of that, I think there will be something. It might come from, to me, in a reference from like uh, Viserys the first talking about pr- protecting this dynasty. You don't want some usurper taking it away. If we, you know, mm-hmm. if we don't do this right, we could do this wrong. Uh, kind of like George Lucas talking about American Graffiti too. It'll be that. I think it'll be that. It'll make you think <laughs> of of Robert's Rebellion, Tywin, and the end of the uh, the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be something like that, I feel, too. That's a great call. Um, On the mind of the usurper, we know that uh, House Baratheon does show up in the trailer to bend the knee and just to, you know, probably just a formality that they were invited over. If it was sort of like a House Baratheon is no threat whatsoever. Like, (laughs) they could never get him for House Targaryen. And then he he turns to the camera like this. Yeah, that'll be that'll be that'll yeah. be good. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, and God, just let me just say while while we mention them, I hope anyone this season is as quotable as Bobby B in season <laughs> one of Game of Thrones. Like, because part of my love for Game of Thrones is the quotes. Yeah, we speak in Game of Thrones quote in the same way we speak in Star Wars quote. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I, oh no. Absolutely. And 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 uh, I've I, pro wrestling talk. I can use pro wrestling terms to describe uh, the plot lines in Game of Thrones. It's and I do it with uh, my my friends from the wrestling business that I worked with for for well over 20 years now. So it's, uh, yeah, it's fun to do that. So it all comes down to quotes. I think there'll be some quotes. The, th- the thing about that is, you know, G- Game of Thrones, the series, big, epic, sweeping fantasy, but, it was, you know, at times it's so funny, uh, has such heart, such character. And so far, the marketing for this one is that same kind of big civil war, fight for the throne. And I haven't seen a lot of humor in the trailer, but I think it will exist. It has to, it just follows... Uh, the storytelling, uh, mushroom or no, there'll some, there'll, there'll be some jokes. Yeah, there's no way that you make a show with Tyrion Lannister being as big as he is, and then not try to not recapture that character. But 
to have the sort of levity that comes from even through very serious topics. Like some of the the Mm -hmm. funniest things are Tyrion and Varys, even when it's deadly serious, their barbs are very funny. Yeah. Um, So stuff like that, or someone, you know, in a, in a fit of rage, like some of Robert's best things are from a fit of rage, like run back to Winterfell. I'll have your head on a spike. Like that's hilarious, but he's being serious. Yeah, no, that's a great point there. I'm entirely sure you're entirely sure of what I'm talking about. If we could have one of those things. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. We have done our predictions, our very serious predictions. It's really all about the sex scenes and that number. Uh, we'll start seeing if they come true. And after this season, season uh, one, when it ends, we'll come back to this sheet here, all done, and see how close we got. Which means someone out there, because it ain't going to be me, needs to start counting the deaths by dragon. Yeah, we're going to have somebody on that official Dragonfire correspondent for the show. I think it's going to be... Winner of the wager sheet gets chips and salsa. (laughs) And I think it's going to be... Yeah, yeah, you and I, we got a a dinner bet. But I think, Jay, from nowhere in chat, it's up to you to start counting the uh, deaths. Uh, I'm going to volunteer you there. All right, uh, we're going to take some uh, calls here. Uh, We had her on the show last time uh, we were alive. Uh, she's the host of the Galactic Podcast and a lot of other wonderful things. Please welcome back to the show. Lauren Romo is here. Romo, what's going on? Hey. What's going on, YouTube? Uh, you know, there? we're just talking about sex on Game of Thrones. That's what that's what it's all about, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that show is probably more. I mean, known for dragons, but yeah, Game of Thrones is probably known for sexy, like a hundred percent. Like it, it absolutely. There's no way. Absolutely is. Uh, absolutely is. You can't deny it. It's why uh, when my, my I, I had this conversation with my mother at the uh, beginning of se- at the end of season one. She just had kind of heard that there was uh, a show. She's like, I hear there's this like Game of Thrones show, and there's some books. And she, my mom loves to read. She's like, Do you think I should pick up the books? I went, No, no. Do not pick up. Do not put it down. Whatever, whatever books. Leave the bookstore. Leave the books, yeah, which is arguably a worse thing for her to consume <laughs> than the show. Yeah. Like she, going going even yes. harder into the into the grime. I, I've told I know true. I've told this sh- I've told this show, but for uh, told this before in the show. But if anyone's watching uh, for the first time or, or listening, I, I I read I think it was Feast for Crows. I was reading at my parents' house. Here I am, um, you know, at the time probably uh, late thirties, reading this book in their backyard, just relaxing, having a vacation. And there was one particular scene that uh, George wrote, and I just was like, I got embarrassed. I put the book down. I left. I went for a walk. I just, I can't, I can't read this at my parents' house. This is not right morally. It's wrong. It's wrong, George. It's wrong. It's dirty. It's a dirty book, Ken. <laughs> dirty book. Romo, 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 what are your viewing plans? Who do, you, who do you kick out of your house when you start watching a Game of Thrones show? No, I am totally by myself, and that's how I want it. Like, I want, just kind of like Alden was saying, like, I want to sit down, not worry about it. Yeah. The cat, I'm going to make sure he is. Lock the cat up. And or, right, or just not in the vicinity because I have to focus. Yeah. But yeah, that will yeah. be my that will be my viewing. Maybe uh, a couple of my friends are Game of Thrones fans. Right. So maybe, but again, there are limitations, as both of you have said as well. Like, yeah. can't, can't talk. Can't you, can, you can laugh if there's something like you know a little humorous. Something yeah. legitimate. But yeah, that's when everybody becomes a critic. Right. We're all like, that was not worthy of the <laughs> chortle that you just let yeah. out. All right, that was right. not worthy of the whoa. Right. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Right. Sorry. So I think- that, that's my criteria. If if that happens, but most likely. Watching it, uh, very dark and 
Yeah. Sorry, someone's either I'm having connection problems or someone else is. So bear with us. Bear with us there. Let's, uh, oh, we're back. We're, we're normal back. now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it's, uh, yeah, it's all. It's all right. Sorry, Lauren. No, that's great. Kick your cat out. Okay. Kick your cat out and uh, watch <laughs> this Game of Thrones. Um, well, what are you what are you looking forward to, uh, Lauren, uh, this first episode and this first season, uh, depending on uh, where you're at as a fan in terms of uh, uh, you does it, will it live up to the books? Are you a book reader? Have you read volume one of Fire and Blood? Where are you at? What do you want uh, to get from this show? Yeah. So, I mean, not a book reader. So I'm very excited just to get back into Westeros, just to get back into that overall lore, that just story. And I'm very excited for the politics. I mean, I'm, mm. that was a big, mm. I know you guys talked about it a little bit earlier, like the politics mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones was so good. Like it, I mean, you just didn't know what was going to happen a lot of times, especially from a fan like me who didn't read the Game of Thrones books at all. Mm. So a lot of the backstabbing and everything was very like, oh, my God, that person did this. Like the yeah. Red Wedding is still one of my like, oh, my God, why did right. that happen? Why? To, yeah. You know, these why? characters yeah. like. Right. So, I mean, it was that's what I'm really hoping for. I'm hoping for the first episode to just set that up, like set those politics up really well mm. and just establish that. <laughs> You guys knew the backstabbing in Game of Thrones. It's going to be ten times worse. Yeah, like, this is a family. It's not just like seven different people or seven different houses. It's one house with like um like all these different you know uh, personalities, and it's mm-hmm. going to be ten times worse. So that's that's a really great point. That's really a hoping. really great point. Not to cut you off, Lauren, but just like mm-hmm. to jump on that mm-hmm. to put it in those terms. It's not a story of like the War of the Five Kings and like all of these. Uh, different goals because at the end of the day the conflict here is how do we accomplish our goals we we at the end of the day we all are house targaryen and the fract the the, you know the fracturing of one party of one house versus versus all these clashings because in the simplest 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 terms early game of thrones was stark's good lannister's bad Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people sort of grabbed onto here you have to define that without the advent of labels and sigils and all that. It's, it's, it's all, you know, in your own, like keep your house in order. Yeah. That being a phrase and just in life uh, is sort of the thesis here. Yeah. I think one of the big things for me is on, on Viserys and how he's been described by HBO of a good man, but not necessarily a good King and how I think but what that means to me, isn't like a Robert uh, of uh, Robert Brathian of, of wins the war but does not a rule and, and drunks and uh, dr- drinks and, and uh, you know sleeps around uh, until he it kills them all. I think with Viserys it just might be like I, I need to make everyone happy because we have seventy years of peace and I feel these rumblings these rumblings have been going on for a while and we've got to keep it and he's not perhaps strong enough to keep that or you know is the outside forces uh, pull him apart? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play it out on the show. I know it plays out maybe in the story in the books, but. Yeah. I think that's a fascinating. I mean, it makes team. me think of um, Tywin Lannister's father, Tytos. Like yes. that whole business of Tywin looks back on him and he's like, "Yeah, he was a good guy, but yeah. he he left our house in a state of ruin by the time that I took over, yeah. and he sucked. He was yeah. awful at leading, um, and he compartmentalizes the fact that he was a decent man with the fact that he was a terrible, um, you know, terrible for House Lannister. Yeah. So it's Absolutely. sort of a similar theme." Great yeah, stuff. Just like like Tywin too, his whole 
thing about family dynasty. Like I think that will be a huge. You guys talk about themes. That's I think that might be a, a a theme, definitely within this series. You know, yeah. of the dynasty of the Targaryens, and then obviously mm-hmm. these other houses that yeah. want to maybe take uh, want to take that mantle over. So and the contrast between Tywin's point of view on that and yes. someone like Ned, yes. like it's obviously way more yeah. complicated than what I'm about to say, but. A, a common observation that I love is that Ned gave his children love and protection and togetherness, but Nessus didn't necessarily prepare them for the world. Whereas that's all Tywin did and they had no love and no togetherness. Yeah. And so you have this incredible mind in Tyrion, this yeah. perfect knight in Jamie, and this also incredible mind in a different way in Cersei. Mm-hmm. They're all so capable, no love. Whereas the Stark kids are all love. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it there. Yeah. And someone asked earlier in the chat, very early on the show, will it be a Tywin-like character? And Otto Hightower is the closest in a lot of ways. There's some some connections between Corliss, uh, uh, Sea Snake, and Tywin, just in terms of family first. And what you do with that. Uh, Obviously, families are big in this this world. But I think that that's... um, that's a closer one, uh, the the Otto and, and Tywin thing so far. But it will not be one-to-one, obviously. It'll be, each character will be their own. Right. Yeah. And Otto is going to be interesting to explore just because he, like, the Lannisters are important monetarily. And yeah. a lot of people are tied up with them in finances. But the Hightowers are almost, they're tied up with everyone in terms of, like, culture. Yeah. Like, Old Town and all that stuff. Like, they're... And like an ideological institution, like their house is where is the same location where we keep our knowledge, where yeah, we yeah. keep our maesters and all that and where they where that all comes from. And so they have yeah. a different type of power that I'm interested in exploring. Yeah, I love yeah. that there. Uh, Lauren, I'm bef- excited for the Hightowers. Like I, yeah. that's a family that I'm not familiar with. So yep. Like, I'm excited to explore that. Yeah, Hightowers and, and Valarans are going to be uh, new to a lot of folks. They are, are in and around the world. Uh, uh, HBO's uh, Game of Thrones kind of infamously kind of cut out uh, the Valarans from Stannis' side and all that kind of stuff. You see, you can see those conversation threads out there. But Is House Hightower still around by the time I, of the war? I, I can't really see. Honestly, it's tough for me to remember sometimes. Someone can help me in chat because the show definitely, like, again, going to the Valarans who were, you know, at the Battle of Blackwater Bay and yeah. um, not no more, Billy, not no more. So um, to quote Young Guns on a game I mean, of they could have been reduced into a... Yeah. Yeah, into a teeny tiny. I mean, the the official Telltale game yes. had some of those houses that were reduced to smaller, like House Forester. House Forester, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not House yeah. Gardener uh, that you know vanished that kind of thing, but yeah. There, Lauren. Before I let you go, thank you for calling for the segment. Really love it. Uh, going into the show again, like you said, uh, you're not someone who has read Fire and Blood Volume One. You know a little bit of the history. You watched the show. You loved the show. From the outside, you've listed listed some of the characters or some of the houses you love, but are there any specific characters you're really excited to get to know more uh, from uh, the trailers, anything you've seen out there? I think the character that I am really interested in is Allison Hightower. Yeah. Because I think, again, you guys were talking about in the trailer, you, you kind of see one side of her, mm-hmm. yeah. but now it's like, okay, what's, well, it's like, what's her side of the story? Like, yeah. why is she acting this way towards these specific people and everything like that. Like she, again, like the whole high tower family, but hers particular, I'm really excited just to see kind of like what transpires between her and, you know, the Targaryens and everything like that. I'm 
I'm in for her. Like, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready to get back to that world. I'm so excited yeah. for sure. Final bonus question, big one here. Um, some of the themes that seem to be a, a play in this show, some of the stuff that's been discussed, particularly around Emma Darcy and their description of, of Rhaenyra, uh, the 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 gender roles, uh, women in this world. Is there anything you are expecting, want, or just interested to see how the show deals with, Lauren? Yeah, I think I'm interested to see. Obviously, we us three know the backlash of season eight, which again, yeah. that's one of my favorites. It's one of all of our favorites. I love it. Yeah, I know. Other, I know folks yeah. don't, but yeah, right. So I'm interested to see how they do that with. Um, is Renera, is it her name's Renera? Renera, yeah. Renera, yeah. There's yeah. Rainies. See, there's Rainies, and there's Renera, and then there's Renera from the conquest, and then and and like <laughs> if, to make that even worse, Rainies is going to be the one counseling Renera a lot, right? About <laughs> women being passed up and things. So it's yeah, like yeah. there's going to be a lot of that conversational fumbling right. room. Yeah, right. yeah. So, but I'm interested to see like how you're saying, Ken, like how they handle that because I think mm. how. We know how it ended with with Danny, but what was mm. it like when actual Targaryens were in play? I mean, yeah. clearly we know it seems that they didn't respect women, but did she try to change? Obviously, it seems like that's what she wants to do. Mm. She wants okay. to change the thought process. So yeah. how does yeah. that play out? How do they handle right. that and everything? And with this house, yeah. like you're right to to differentiate it a little bit because... None of the houses of Westeros wanted a woman on the throne. Mm -hmm. And none of the houses of Westeros were ruled by women. But the difference of Targaryens is that they did let women get in the mix. There were no women warriors of House Stark. There were women warriors of House Targaryen. There were women dragon riders of House Targaryen, and they were very important. So House Targaryen, I'm not giving them props for being progressive. They're not. But they (laughs) at least were like, oh, you can kick some ass? Great. Right. Where the other houses didn't even do that. Yeah, yeah. They're so like almost there. Is, like you almost yeah. got it. <laughs> right. You still got it now. Yeah. That was big for um, Arya because of those stories. Because yeah. Of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Of those stories of mm-hmm. the Targaryen women. Yeah. yeah. They're the came. only house that ever had women right. that got Great put point. down in the history that way. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Vale as well. Yes. Uh, Lysa up there oh, as well. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and yeah, Queen of Thorns. But it's a general statement, of course, what you're saying there. But all right, Lauren. Thank you so much. We're going to be hearing a lot more from you here this season. We appreciate your thoughts. Thank you. And you know, lock your cat up and get ready to watch. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear your guys' reactions, deep dives. I can't wait. Real excited, guys. Thank you, Lord. Check out Lord on the Galactic Podcast there. All right, final uh, caller of the day here. Then it's almost time for us to get out because I've got two hungry chihuahuas. That is how all my shows end. Are the chihuahuas hungry? Then we go. All right, uh, calling in right now. He's also in the chat. Is our a man of the banners, Ranger Donald. Donald Long. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I know you're really excited. You've been waiting for this for a long time. Who you got your Best Buy uh, home theater system ready to go? Who are you uh, kicking out of your house uh, when this show drops? Nothing, because I live by myself, so I don't have to kick Smart anybody. Man. There you go. You're, you're just not inviting anyone over. Doors are locked. The way is shut. It was built by Donald Long, and it's kept by Donald Long. The way is shut. <laughs> Everybody coming over to Donald's house to watch it like mm. a giant in the, in the <laughs> tunnel, and he's standing his ground. <laughs> now I have one friend. I allow over. Yeah. He follows the same exact rules I do. No food, no drink, no talking. 
We're, you're, not, you're not allowed to come back next time. Yeah, we're a bunch of fun people, aren't we? We're we're horrible right. at parties. Now, my my, my pal Jed Murrow uh, uh, has wonderful big Game of Thrones viewing parties. I don't I don't think she's planning one this year, but uh, she because oh I definitely have to invite you one. I went don't you don't have to. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going. not offended if you don't ask. <laughs> yeah. It's the same when people like to go to like the Marvel opening nights and hear the screaming and yelling. Like I can't hear shit yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I it's can't hilarious. hear the dialogue at all. When like, oh, big moment, yeah, yeah. And, and I will say, the big explanation. You yeah. nothing. Yeah, I will say the Kenobi screening that we've referenced now a few times. Yeah, was a rare instance of everybody being on their behavior. Love that. Um, in our room, in yeah. our room, I was in the, the slightly smaller galaxy stage. Yeah. If I can capture that for every time, great. But there's no way to guarantee it, and I'm too paranoid. Yeah. So, yeah. Cannot happen. Exactly. Like I said, we're fun folks. We're f- no, trust us. We're fun. Uh, Roger Donald, uh, what are you looking forward to most in episode one? What do you hope you maybe see? Maybe what do you, what do you get out of it? Uh, what are you, what are you looking for? Uh, more of the history. We never got really, cause yeah. we really just got the Starks history, the Lannister history, the Targaryen. We only got Danny and Viserys yeah. and they, Viserys like one or two scenes. So I hope they talk about more yeah. of the history with Aegon, the Conqueror and all that in the area. Yeah. So more of that, I'm more looking forward to than anything else. Yeah, that's a great point. We're talking about dragons. We're talking about magic. We're talking about politics and the characters and the interpersonal relationships. But there's, I love lore. I don't want anyone to think otherwise. I love lore. And I think you have a lot of wonderful history that is, in at this point in the story, more recent history. So you got folks who are like, yeah, my grandfather, Aegon the Conqueror. Yeah, I got some stories about him. I think that's fantastic. That's true. I mean, we talk about sex position with Baelish, but the Viserys sex position scene um, where he starts going down the roster of dragons and all of their <laughs> whole thing. Like that's one of the closest things we got and it's yeah. become a very memeable scene because yeah. it is uh, awkward yeah. and you hate him, yep. but to be able to talk, you know, to, to your point, Donald, like the, the fact that it was all right there, like, let's talk about like, we're seeing the iron throne before evidently some swords got removed from the steps before they reined in that aesthetic a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Like maybe maybe they will talk about like yeah and again by the way we know whose sword this is like we know yeah. whose ass got kicked for this to happen uh, things great. like that or could be fun that's great um, uh, character you are uh, most excited to see and maybe most excited to root against Donald uh, most excited to see is Renara I was that's my favorite part of the book yeah her character and stuff but also being one just for the fun of it really yeah. just for Matt Smith going off being its crazy self. I think it's uh, yeah no it's great I, I I really love the castings I I love everything we've seen so far from from both of them um, Matt and, and Emma so yeah that's gonna be that's good good stuff there uh, any any sleeper character anyone that's uh, any character that's maybe uh, not as prominent that you're excited to see play out I think well not prominent I think the most underrated character that people are gonna look under like mm-hmm. looking uh, not forward to is the Bryans of course mm-hmm. Brian and- yeah. Because mm-hmm. nobody's talking about them, really. They're a big showcase in the trailers and everything else. We never got them in the original show. They're yeah. in the books, but in this show, I I think they're going to be a big super hit in this show. I, I, I really agree with you there. I, uh, you know, um, uh, Steve Tucson as is, is Corliss Valarin, I think, is going to be one of those uh, maybe a scene-stealer type of character. We'll see how it plays out, of course. I love it. Yeah, I don't think people are, are talking about uh, them as uh, much, that entire family, and I think they will shortly, we hope. 
Um, you know, uh, I, I think uh, I think there's a lot there. And that character, the sea snake, has just got a fascinating history. Those nine voyages, a lot there, uh, which is why they're talking, uh, you know, spinoff um, show with that character, animated otherwise. Uh, so, yeah, wow. I, I, I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, Donald? Any final thoughts, predictions before episode one? Well, this season one prediction, not really, but season two, do you think we'll get at the same time next year? Or will we have to wait another? This no, yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, we had got into uh, yeah. such a rhythm with uh, Game of Thrones, right? I always talk about that Comic Con vibe. They were the rock stars at Comic Con every year, and the show was always just about to. Uh, well, actually, it just always seemed to wrap up uh, till later when when the 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 show the production schedule kind of changed for various reasons. Um, so yeah, I, I think we will. I think August will be the time for a while. Alden, what do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting point. I hadn't thought of it till you said it, Donald. Like, they would have to, if this was GOT, they would need to go into production, like, kind of soon. Because yeah. it's a worldwide thing. It's all these things. It's, it's worldwide. But they're not using, I wouldn't say the volume, but there is stagecraft happening Yeah, um, on House of the Dragon that obviously did not exist when Game of Thrones was being made. So maybe they are, like, they could wait. Yeah. Start yeah. December. Start in January. No, that's a good, um, that's a good point. Months. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe it alters a little bit. Maybe they want to see season one. You know, I always say Game of Thrones kind of famously wasn't a sure thing for the first couple of, of, of years in a way where you would yeah, hear waiting the, for a renewal. Yeah, yeah, you would hear those things of waiting for renewal. Even some quotes came out recently that I really agree with that the show Game of Thrones did not have an unlimited budget. Uh, it still had, uh, you know, had a lot of money. But they still had to make some tough choices, and sometimes the creators got uh, lambasted for that. Uh, not enough Darwolf, uh, not this, you know, and that, all that stuff that play. So it's a, it's an important question, Donald. I ho- I'm hoping this time frame, this fall time frame, maybe not August, but fall time frame, will be House of the Dragon time. Well, they do got that HBO Max Discovery Plus Extra, whatever it's going to be called next year. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be launching yeah. in the next summer. Yeah. So what better way to yeah. do it for season two? Yeah. Is the big hit. Yeah flagship show for that series could maybe they can spend some of that uh write off cash right on making sure that house of the dragon is exciting there you go batgirl dies so house of the dragon gets a guarantee that's a that's a monkey's paw i didn't want it is (laughs) but it is all right ranger donald we appreciate you and all your banners my friend Uh, happy to have around these parts and have had you around these parts since daily thrones began so thank you so much for uh, calling in today thank you and next time we talk to you the show will be in the world, which is just crazy. That right. is one year later. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, we are almost out of here today. Been a lot of fun. Our big, uh, well, you know, prediction show, but, uh, you know, different kind of predictions. Uh, and uh, getting set up for the show. Alden, any final thoughts? As uh, the next time everyone uh, will see her and hear us will be after episode one. Yeah, I, I'm just ready to get into the mix. I feel... I, I get very, I don't know if you have this, before I travel, before a comic convention, before Star Wars Celebration, before anything, before premieres, I just get really, really subdued. Like, I almost feel like, okay, it's time. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know if that's like a theater kid thing where it's like, it's over. Don't talk to me. I'm running lines in my head. Could like, be. let's go. And okay. I just feel like that let's go feeling. Um, but it's weird because it was only a three years and some change break. Yeah. I almost feel like I know I'm not watching Game of Thrones season nine yeah. and it, that it's not the same story, but I almost 
feel like, okay, I, I'm back. Like it's Sunday night. It's game back, of baby. Like it just feels right. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah. I, I was telling you even off air uh, this week and in text messages where I sometimes feel like even in kind of revamping and kind of doubling our efforts around here, uh, Casterly talk, I feel out of sorts. I feel out of game shape of, of, of what's coming down the line. So I, I'm just excited to sit down, watch it and then kind of be like, all right, I'm in this world, truly in this world there. But yeah, I, you know, in terms of being subdued and focused, that is me at a Chili's 2 at an airport before I hit that menu. A lot of choices. <laughs> Got to get two, it right. Yeah. Chili's 2. Uh, there you go. Uh, Bilbo Bregan says, I'm the opposite. opposite. I start stuttering, stammering. I feel bad for my family. <laughs> Mike Fink, the great Mike Fink, is also feeling subdued. Final question. Yeah. Derek Best had this question. Uh, I wanted to uh, ask this one. Derek, thank you for the question. Thanks for hanging out with us here today. How far in the story do you think season one will go? Hard to judge with the time jumps. The time jumps... They've been talked about. Uh, we know when the show will start, but not necessarily that doesn't mean next episode will be that. Um, the trailers go all over the map, so to speak. I I, yeah. I, I think this is a great question because sometimes I just, uh, I'm wonderfully befuddled. Like, I'm happy to be befuddled uh, about where this will end up in terms of the times. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's an interesting opportunity. I'm going to stick, predictions-wise, I'm going to stick with my uh, Viserys parallels Ned type thing yeah um yeah for season one i i, I okay. do think that'll yeah, be sort good. of the ending but that said with spending 40 to 50 percent of your story with these younger performers playing these women as girls like mm-hmm. you are you afford yourself breathing room where maybe we do move that in season two because we've got so much fun juicy storytelling in the past that yeah. we can sort of play that around i mean we know we're getting this great council of one-on-one right yeah, yeah. what if that's an entire episode Right. Then like we don't know. We don't know. Like they built a set for it. We've seen that they're they're going hard into it. They cast Jaharis. Like yeah. maybe we do just like really breathe in this show and really stretch it out. That's a great point too, because even um a few months back, not a few weeks back, but a few months back when stuff started first started to merge, or even just the cast list and oh, there's younger versions of the characters. I, I didn't, I'm not going to say I took it as just a flashback, but I kind of thought, ah, you know, they'll probably maybe they'll start episode one and it I have a feeling it could be uh, dueling storylines, so to speak, to the very end of the season, and it might all kind of uh, meet at the crossroads will be Viserys. So uh, that's just an outside wild prediction. But I, it, Derek, it's a great question. It's a great question. They're, 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 they could be playing with a different kind of uh, presentation. You know what? And we're not going to find out until that, uh, provided that they keep the same HBO, the static and then the, oh, oh like if they keep yeah. that, that's that to me is like it's not as like sacred and yeah. religious to me as like the Lucasfilm logo, but it is that moment of like, <laughs> here we go, like Any, look, it's go time, like no, time, nothing matters now. <laughs> anytime I hear that, and then the oh, I just go bum bum bum, and it's a yeah. curve, so it's all good, it's all good. All right, yeah. all right, we are out of here for this uh, time. Uh, we will be back shortly. Uh, Sunday night into Monday morning, you know, we'll see. This is when we're, how we're going to cover episode one. We might vary it uh, throughout the season based our, on our own schedules. Uh, that'll be where we're at. But we want to get a show out as soon as we can. Sunday night into Monday morning, the episode drops uh, 6 p.m. PT. Uh, we'll see about all that. And we hope the app 
holds up. You can follow us on Twitter at Casterly Talk. If you're listening on the podcast side, thank you. Subscribe, rate, and review. Head over to the YouTube channel. Give us a sub there. Hit that notification bell. If you're just watching on YouTube, head over to the podcast feed. Uh, subscribe. Listen over there. Uh, we absolutely want to build up both of these sides, these two sides of our show here. Uh, I'm Ken Napsock. You can follow me at Ken Napsock or go to KenNapsock.com, including updates on stand-up comedy shows, which a lot happen on Sunday nights, which will make uh, covering House of the Dragon interesting for the next 10 weeks. Uh, for Alden, uh, where can they go follow you and all of your wonderful shows? I will also be at the comedy club watching you having to balance uh, all of these things. Going, on. He's going to do a whole house of the dragon set. That's what he's going to do. He's going to yeah. do new material about this. Um, yeah. You can follow me personally at that Alden Diaz, T H A T A L D E N D I A Z Twitter, and Instagram, uh, talking star Wars over on Octo radio, a star Wars podcast, uh, working toward Potathon, which is now less than a month away. We are now, yep. now we've officially crossed into less than a month. It's on September 17th. I'm reviewing, reviewing, I'm interviewing Ryan Johnson. I'm not reviewing him as a human being. I'm interviewing Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi and Knives Out and Glass Onion, Breaking Bad, other things. Um, it's already in the past for me, but it's in the future for the viewers. So that's happening. It's airing that day. And uh, yeah, follow me there for other things that are going on in that world. And then sticking around here as well, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power. We're, if you've been liking Casually Talk so far, we've been managing to get you know content out um, with no shows. Now you're going to see what we do with two shows so yeah it's gonna be a fun battle next oh it's gonna be fun all right we're here house of the dragon is just around the corner thanks for watching folks we'll see you very soon